0: This is most certainly true. The Lamb of God who was long foretold has come to be our sacrifice. Jesus offered himself and graciously shed his blood in our place so that we could be forgiven. And now we have the assurance of life and glory with him forever in heaven. Join us to look to the Lamb through this sermon recently delivered at Grace.
1: first reading from the book of Acts, chapter 14. In Christ and because of his resurrection, even hardships are joys because Jesus has won the ultimate victory for us. In Lystra, there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him and saw that he had faith to be healed and called out. Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way, Yet he has not let, left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Then some of the Jews from Antioch and Iconium and had won over the crowd. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day he and Barnabas left for Derby. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said.
2: There were no paved roads back then, no sidewalks. So the lame man from Lystra got a daily reminder of, dust you are, and to dust you will return. Dust coated his sandals, covered his gnarled feet, caked onto his ankles. There was dust on his robe, in his hair, in his beard, on his bony fingers extended for a hoped-for handout. What joy was there in that? The Apostle Paul also got up close and personal with dirt and dust. stoned by the bad guys of Lystra, dragged out of the city thinking he was dead, with dust grated into his palms and knees. What joy was there in that? Our theme in worship today is victorious joy. But just what is that and how do we get it? We find answers when we watch God in action in today's first reading from Acts 14. What's it going to take for God to get our attention? Oh, pastor, what are you talking about? We're Bible-toting, church-going people. Are you insinuating that we don't pay attention to God? No, I know that you are committed to your Lord and that you would never do anything on purpose against the word and will of God. I just know what I'm like and I know that I'm, I'm lugging around that excess baggage called the sinful nature which I can't get rid of. It makes me take God for granted once in a while. It diverts My attention, it puts blinders on me so that I fail to see opportunities for more spiritual growth and greater service. It makes me say, what more do you want, Lord? You know all things. You know I'm giving you all I can of my time, energy, money, and prayers. What more do you want? Then all of a sudden, God allows something to happen in my life, usually when I least expect it. And right then, He's got my undivided attention. Has that ever happened to you? It did for the lame man in Lystra. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. The author of this Bible book, Luke, was a traveling companion of the Apostle Paul, but also a physician who had an eye for and experience with life's troubles and problems so he layered on the phrases a man who was lame had been that way from birth had never walked to make it absolutely and plainly clear that this man was beyond any human help where else could he turn but but to God Of course we don't know whether he was a believer in the true God it's likely at this point he wasn't but it is safe for us to say that like every other human being, he was born with this fuzzy, dim understanding that there's something big out there, some kind of supreme being or higher power. So you can imagine what this lame man in Lystra is thinking. If, if there is a supreme being, why does he seem so distant? If there really is a higher power, why doesn't he come down to help me? Can't you just see him sitting in the city square Reaching out to anybody who was coming by, especially any religious teacher, to grab onto any nugget of hope, God had gotten this man's attention. There were, of course, plenty of other folks living in the town of Lystra. For the majority, life went on day after day, business as usual, Ma- Lystra was no major metropolis. It was not a center for trade and commerce. It was not the capital of the region. It was a nice little town up against a hillside with a neat little river trickling through the valley nearby, good pasture land for sheep farmers, home for a few wealthy, well-educated landowners, the site and outpost for a squadron of Roman soldiers. For most of the citizens of Lister, like many towns in America, they went about their daily routine without any thought about a higher power or a supreme being. Who needs that? God really wanted to pour out his forgiving love into their hearts and souls and lives, but first he had to get their attention, and he did that in a most unusual way. Paul looked directly at the man and called out, actually shouted, Stand up on your feet! At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. The townspeople witnessed a miracle. God had their attention. What's it going to take for God to get our attention? He may not do it in as dramatic a way as ending a long-term illness. He may not do it in as drastic a way as the funeral of someone we care about. He may not do it in as surprising way as a miracle, but God is going to get our attention. Maybe you have experienced a long-term illness. Maybe you faced surgery. Maybe you watched someone you care about suffer. Maybe you found yourself in the pits in life. Maybe you experienced pressure and even persecution, like the folks we heard about in the stories that were told at our Ascension event this last Thursday in the Great Hall. Amazing! What God does when he allows that bad stuff is he is getting our attention and praise him for that, like the people we heard about in the mission event presentation. Praise him for that, because when he gets our attention, he is then going to broaden our vision to help us see the big picture instead of narrowly focused only on our own problems like the people of Lystra who had a very narrow view of God. All they had were their wooden statues, their worthless idols, their whimsical stories like the one told by the Roman poet Ovid in his book Metamorphoses, which included the legend of Greek gods, Zeus and Hermes, coming down to a village not far from Lystra and visiting a couple who didn't have the sharpness to understand they were being they were entertaining the gods. And so when the crowd saw what Paul had done, They cried out and switched into their native language instead of speaking Greek like everybody had been doing and shouted in the Lycaonian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul they called Hermes, the messenger god, because he was the chief speaker. The crowd even wanted to offer sacrifices to them. God had gotten their attention. But now, through Paul and Barnabas, he wanted to broaden their vision to see the big picture of what he's really like. Friends, why are you doing this? Paul said. We, too, are only human, like you. We're not gods. But we are bringing you good news. We're bringing you good news. The best news you can ever hear. It's good news about this supreme being you think is so distant. It's good news about this higher power that you know exists. It's good news that he is not far away. This God we're proclaiming to you that you know exists is not a weakling. He doesn't need extra gods to finish the job. He's not dead and buried in some poetry book. He's the living God who has come down to you with evidence that he alone is God and has exclusive claim to your souls. Just look around, Paul said. You see the sea and the earth and everything in them, he made all that. And how about the crops and the rain and the seasons? Where do you think it came from? He made that too. The only true God, the one I'm telling you about, the one you know exists, now I'm revealing him to you. He's so big and he's so wonderful, he controls all of nature in order to fill your hearts and your tummies with joy. This wonderful and awesome God has come down to you in order to be active in every facet of your life. Now, if the Apostle Paul stopped right there, then this account would have gone on with the people of Lystra shivering in their boots. Oh, no! This God is so big and so powerful, how can we stand in front of Him? Well, in reality, God uses things that can't be explained, some big stuff that happens, sometimes even bad stuff, in order to get people's attention and then to broaden their vision, to see, help them see the big picture of what He is really like and how He really operates in love. The single person wanted to know how come God has not allowed someone special into my life so that I could have a marriage partner? Only later did she realize that God allowed her single status and scheduled flexibility so she was even more able to bring Christ Jesus into the lives of several friends. A young mom had it right when she said I never really understood the importance of spiritual strength until I sat there waiting for surgery to be completed on my child. The elderly person wondered out loud, how come God keeps me alive with all my aches and pains all these many decades when my neighbor across the street died of cancer at age 45? Only later did he realize that his example of quiet confidence in Jesus led one of his nurses and a physical therapist into the scriptures and into the arms of the loving Savior. When God gets our attention, He broadens our vision to see the big picture. But we would, if with all that, shiver in fear like the people of Lystra, unless unless we hear the best part of the good news about our living God. Like the lame man of Lystra, who listened to Paul, the Bible writer says. He listened to Paul. What do you think <coughs> Excuse me what do you think The apostle Paul was proclaiming What was he saying and proclaiming in Lystra The relative merits of the next candidate for emperor in the Empire of Rome The background behind rising inflation rates in the empire The reason behind Shootings and social unrest in the big cities of Alexandria, Corinth, and Rome? No. Paul preached Christ crucified. Paul preached Christ risen. And that's why this man believed, this lame man believed that he would be healed because he's thinking to himself, if God can forgive a sinner like me, he could surely fix my feet. And even if he doesn't do that, I know that my soul is healthy 100% and I'll be living with God in heaven. Do you see what's happening here? This only true God there is, our God, who made heaven and earth, came down to personalize this man's rescue. As though speaking through the apostle, he's looking right at this man and saying, you are mine. I know that some of you once in a while on occasion have grabbed your passports and crossed over the border into Illinois and visited the city of Chicago. It's hard to beat that city's dramatic observation decks like skylight Chicago on the 103rd floor of the Willis Tower. With its glass-bottom observation box, 1,353 feet above the sidewalk, and grand views. God sees all of that. Or 360 Chicago on the 94th floor of the John Hancock building with stadium seating and and views out over Lake Michigan and the sprawling city. God sees all of that. You can do a Google search for a satellite image of this planet and all the way into your backyard, God sees all of that. But never forget that while God sees all of that, He also sees each one of us personally and individually. He has come down to us, not in a whirlwind or in a fireball, but in human form to walk the paths of this planet to experience the woes and wants of our life, to empathize with our lostness and loneliness, to take the failings and faults from our conscience onto his shoulders which would be stretched out on timber, to pay to God what each of us should pay. God has come down to us to personalize our rescue. He's not like some... E-M-T, standing at a distance, looking at a flipped over school bus and calling out, any kids still in there? Try to crawl out. No. He, he got on his knees. He was crawling in the Garden of Gethsemane. He allowed himself up on a pole on Golgotha crawling into the flipped bus of our lives, cutting us loose from the crushed seats of our sin and pulling us from the flames of hell into the fresh air of heaven. And that is true, and especially true, when we feel inundated by life's problems and going down for the third time. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But... After the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derbe. They preached the good news in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then he returned to Lystra, the very place where he was stoned and dragged out and left for dead. He returned to Iconium and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God he said because God has come down to us lumps of dust though we may be we are going up to him and in that truth there is victorious joy Christ is risen
0: Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace, to support the work that we do to proclaim the love of Jesus in Milwaukee and around the world, and to find our schedule of special worship services, please visit www.gracedowntown.org today. And we'd love to have you join us for worship sometime soon. This grace is for you.